You are listening to Ordinary Prayers, an invitation to listen for the presence of God in the ordinary parts of life. Now let us take this time to prepare our hearts and minds to pray. Today is Friday, July 20th, 2018, and we read from Paul's letter to the Ephesians. Ephesians emphasizes unity, especially unity between Jew and Gentile, to see themselves as one household in God. The readers are asked to live mature Christian lives by speaking the truth in love, by separating from pagan influences, and by being subject to one another out of reverence for Christ. How do we receive this call to unity in a world so divided? Where do these words speak to your life today? Let us listen to Ephesians chapter 2, verses 11 through 22. So remember that once you were Gentiles by physical descent, who were called uncircumcised by Jews who are physically circumcised. At that time, you were without Christ. You were aliens rather than citizens of Israel and strangers to the covenant of God's promise. In this world, you had no hope and no God. But now, thanks to Christ Jesus, you, who once were so far away, have been brought near by the blood of Christ. Christ is our peace. He made both Jew and Gentiles into one group. With his body, he broke down the barrier of hatred that divided us. He canceled the detailed rules of the law so that he could create one new person out of the two groups, making peace. He reconciled them both as one body to God by the cross, which ended the hostility to God. When he came, he announced the good news of peace to you who were far away from God, and to those who are near. We both have access to the Father through Christ by the one Spirit, so now you are no longer strangers or aliens. Rather, you are fellow citizens with God's people, and you belong to God's household. As God's household, you are built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, with Christ Jesus himself as the cornerstone. The whole building is joined together in him, and it grows up into a temple that is dedicated to the Lord. Christ is building you into a place where God lives through the Spirit. In a recent episode of the podcast, Revisionist History, 
Malcolm Gladwell discussed the impact of General Leonard Chapman Jr. on the U.S. border. When Chapman retired as a commandant of the United States Marine Corps in Vietnam, he was named Commissioner of the Immigration and Naturalization Service. Unfortunately, he brought his Vietnam frustrations with him into his new job. According to interviews with Chapman, his one regret in life was not being able to secure a border between North and South Vietnam, a failure he blamed largely on Marines not having logistic authority in Vietnam. He was determined to correct this problem with the INS. Before Chapman's leadership, crossing the Mexican-U.S. border was as easy as walking across a neighborhood street. Chapman changed all that by visiting every border patrol station in the United States. He used good marine order to clean up the border patrol, its approach, and conduct. According to a Gallup poll taken in 1973, the year Chapman took over the INS, 0% of Americans knew anything about a problem with immigration. By the time Chapman left office in 1977, that number had grown to 85%. Chapman once noted that his job was to tell the Americans about a problem they never knew they had. Malcolm Gladwell compared Chapman's approach to that of a young sociologist named Douglas Massey. In the 70s, Massey discovered there was no data available documenting Mexican immigration patterns. So he and a colleague, Jorge Durand, spent 30 years compiling exhaustive data. The result of their work was the Mexican Migration Project, which today is the most respected and reliable database on immigration in the United States. The Mexican Migration Project learned when the border was open and not patrolled, 85% of all the workers who migrated to the United States returned home. The more secure the U.S. border became, the number of migrants returning home dropped to 50% by 1980 and to 0% by 2010. According to Massey, the cost of crossing the border increased. The increase in expense was not just to the taxpayers, but to the immigrants. The risk of being caught forced them to take more dangerous routes. The increased security was not keeping people out, but forcing them to remain in the United States. The cost of securing the border is ten times greater than before General Chapman fixed the problem no one knew they had. Today, no subject can generate a heated debate quite like border security and immigration. The ironic thing is, no president or increase in security has stopped illegal immigration or even slowed it. However, our anger and division over the topic grow every day. The one lesson we should learn from it all is that anger is really expensive. In the midst of it all, we read, with his body, Christ broke down the barrier of hatred that divided us. How do these words shape us in a world where there appears to be no short of hatred and no shortage of barriers? Can we, because of this truth, live differently than the world around us, which seems so bent on division? I hope so. What barriers do you find are dividing you from others? And when is using force not the best answer to solving a problem?
How can hatred become expensive to maintain? And how can Ephesians chapter 2 shape your daily living? I invite you to take this time to pray. Consider the barriers producing anger in your life. How might God help you take them down? Let us listen one more time to Ephesians chapter 2, verses 11 through 22. So remember that once you were Gentiles by physical descent, who were called uncircumcised by Jews who are physically circumcised. At that time, you were without Christ. You were aliens rather than citizens of Israel and strangers to the covenant of God's promise. In this world, you had no hope and no God. But now, thanks to Christ Jesus, you, who once were so far away, have been brought near by the blood of Christ. Christ is our peace. He made both Jew and Gentiles into one group. With his body, he broke down the barrier of hatred that divided us. He canceled the detailed rules of the law so that he could create one new person out of the two groups, making peace. He reconciled them both as one body to God by the cross, which ended the hostility to God. When he came, he announced the good news of peace to you who were far away from God and to those who were near. We both have access to the Father through Christ by the one Spirit, so now you are no longer strangers or aliens. Rather, you are fellow citizens with God's people, and you belong to God's household. As God's household, you are built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, with Christ Jesus himself as the cornerstone. The whole building is joined together in him, and it grows up into a temple that is dedicated to the Lord. Christ is building you into a place where God lives through the Spirit. Now may God, whose power working in us can do infinitely more than we could ask or imagine, bless you 
and grant you the gifts of faith, hope, and love. Amen.